Hello, and welcome to Talking Teletherapy, a weekly webinar and podcast from SpeechTherapyPD.com, where we dive into the ins and outs of teletherapy for speech pathologists. Each episode of Talking Teletherapy is worth 0.1 ASHA CEU when you complete the accompanying webinar on SpeechTherapyPD.com. Please visit SpeechTherapyPD.com backslash teletherapy for more information about earning ASHA CEUs along with this podcast. I'm your host this week, Michelle Dawson, the All Things Peds SLP, also the host of First Bite, Fed, Fun, and Functional, a speech therapy podcast that's also sponsored by speechtherapypd.com and also eligible for 0.1 ASHA CEUs per episode. This week, we are covering an exciting topic, and I am excited that you are joining us for another rendition of Talking Teletherapy. So let's get right to it. There we go. Hi. Hi, can you see me? I can. Hi, we did it. That part makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> technology hard okay hi jesse um, hi i have my little intro so let me do my intro and we will awesome. get right to it okay awesome. perfect hi okay so today i'm excited to be part of episode three of the new pod course podcast mini series talking teletherapy brought to you by speechtherapypd.com which again, this is an ongoing extension of teletherapy boot camp that we hosted a month ago. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Michelle Dawson, MSCCC, SLP, CLC, and typically I host First Bite, Fed, Fun, and Functional, a speech therapy pod course podcast, also brought to you by Speech Therapy PD. Um, that one's geared towards all things PEDS, early intervention, and best practice for interprofessional practice for pediatric feeding and disorders. And I bring it up because I want to start tonight's beautiful boundaries um, in the pandemic episode with a very large thank you. The outpouring of kind words, text, Facebook, and Instagram messages that have been uplifting and encouraging and have put a smile on my heart have just meant so much. So from all of us here at First Fight, from all of us here at Talking Teletherapy and all of us here with SpeechTherapyPD.com, thank you for finding your joy and the great pause with us. Um, I promise I will get back to each and every one of you, but um, I need a little bit of grace in my delayed responses as my plate's been a wee bit full. Um, also, the weather's been really glorious and this gal's been really busy weeding out in the yard and then planting and plotting a summer garden. So I've got busted gardener nails. <laughs> okay. So back to tonight's episode and amazing guest. Y'all, we're talking all things boundaries. Um, while I'm literally hiding in a corner of my basement surrounded by my grandmother's antique bedroom furniture and a makeshift uh, arts and craft explosion for my children. Um, and uh, that's, this is my newly minted teletherapy SLP wifey and mama area. So I am really glad Jessie's here because she has the experience, knowledge, and peaceful presence to fill us in on how to create um, a more better, or as Bear would say, a more gooder boundary that we are all in a lot of need of right now. Um, and did I mention that she also is doing this and kind of sort of basically has like a newborn because he's, the baby's three months old? No, he's actually, he's six months old now, oh. which I can't believe. How is that possible? Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's happened. So there it is. So uh, please join me in greeting the one and only Jesse Andrix, MSCCC SLP of jessieandrix.com, where she works with SLPs to reduce stress, burnout, and give tips based in her training as an SLP and as an integrative health coach. So Jesse, hi. Thank hi. you for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm just, I'm so thrilled to be here. Okay, so I have no idea. What is an integrative health coach? Can we start there? What is that? Yeah, so I, well, you know, I went to school to be an SLP, 
And then part of my story and, and what happened is I got really burnt out and I didn't know what burnout was or stress. And I just thought like wrong career must not be my passion. I'm going to follow passion and, and teach yoga. So I started doing that, but I really loved holistic nutrition and well-being and, and kind of like the opposite side of healthcare, like not rehab, but like the before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I trained in what I kind of thought was going to be like a nutrition coaching program, but it ended up being a more overall, like food was kind of a very minor part. And it was about how we've got to feed and nourish ourselves and our minds and our bodies on so many levels. So it's not just health coaching where we think of like, you know, here's a green juice or a smoothie or, you know, have a salad. It's like, let's, let's talk about what's really going on in our lives and and where we're not finding balance, how we can bring things in, what we, you know, don't need as much of and, and what we can do to really look at the whole picture of who we are and what's going on in our lives, which is like really important right now. (laughs) I feel like I should just slowly pan my laptop around so everybody can see this and be like, yeah, it's really, really important. Also, my boys really like crafts as much as their mother does. So, <laughs> it's got four hot glue guns because you never know which size you're going to need. So, yeah. Okay. So, we have we have a lot that we're going to cover and also um one really cool thing that happened last week was that we kind of opened up um our chat box and our live Q&A. Um folks, this is live. So um, my husband literally just walked in the door from work. So if there's a loud crashing upstairs, I don't have to bolt. Previously, I was going to have to bolt. Um, but we are able to, um, to some respect, field your questions. So if you had them, feel free to type them in. But um, we have some that we were going to kind of go through, and then I'll toss in some lovely ones when they pop up. How about that? Perfect. Okay. Um, the first question is all about how do we create a schedule and adhere to it, but I, I just have to know, like, I know I'm struggling because the boys are five and seven and I'm trying to make a schedule around nap times, lunch times. Um, the seven-year-old doesn't nap. The five-year-old, his sleep apnea surgery was postponed because of this. So he desperately needs a nap and don't poke the bear, right? But like, how do you do it with a tiny human who I thought was like three months, but six months is still more bigger, but yeah, help. And then I have uh, my... That's my son and my daughter is going to be four in like in a month. So that's a really fun age because they're, you know, they're in that stage that we all know, like they're in that stage where they're really wanting to be independent, but they also don't know how to do very much, <laughs> but they, but they will do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's been interesting and I have been able to like the work that I'm doing is very much solo independent. I don't always have to be like video conferencing or, you know, like teletherapy all day long. Um, and it's still really hard to get anything done. So even with the flexibility, you know, it's, it's still incredibly hard because when you have little people that you have to take care of, or even when you know, they're fine, mama, 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 so it is, it's really hard. And like you said, five and seven, it's still hard. So, and I know, um, you know, my sister is a teacher and she has, her youngest is nine. Her oldest is, uh, oh my gosh, 16. I think 16 is right. I hope I didn't get her, her year wrong. Um, 16. And it's still hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> they should be independent, but it's still hard because they have things they need. And so, yeah, so for all of us, whether you, you know, have kids or not, it's just hard working from home, especially when you're just thrown into it and it's not something that you've like gradually built into and, you know, kind of like trained yourself to get used to. But if you're thrown into it, it is just a whole new thing with so many other complications going on right now too. So it's okay that we're all stressed because I think if we weren't feeling stressed, that would be the red flag for us. I think if you're feeling stressed, like that's okay. It's, this is a very stressful thing that we're in. So that's, that's good. If you're feeling stressed, like then we you're, all yeah, you're feeling it, you're working through it, you're trying to figure it out and that's all a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's, that's, that's something that I have seen um, a lot of people trying to put on a really good facade 
Um, my favorite thing right now is to check out the porch pictures. Have you seen the family porch pictures? Oh. That's like a super Southern thing where like they're paying photographers to take their pictures, their family portraits, fancy family portraits on the front porch during the pandemic. And my husband was like, I think we should get ours done. And I was like, ours would be water soakers, adult beverage, and or yoga pants. And he goes, yeah, we should do the real live ones. So I think the conference going to come do that. But like, word, like I'm admitting that I feel like I'm failing on all fronts. And the, I feel like with the biggest piece with scheduling is that I have had families that have asked me to accommodate their schedules, which on one hand, I would love to. Normally I see patients first thing in the mornings, but now I'm having to homeschool first thing in the mornings and I don't have that, that luxury to be as supportive as I used to be. And now I feel like I'm having to ask, okay, these are my times. Either we make it work or we don't because I have no other option. I mean, my husband's off making endotracheal tubes and they have rush orders and they had a quality issue today. Like that's, he's the boss. Like he has to be there. We really need endotracheal tubes right now. Fun fact. Um, yeah, he's, he works for a biomedical aeronautical company, which is a very weird blend. So he's super, super smart. But I feel like I need permission that it's okay for me to offer subpar times to my families when I make a schedule. Like, does that feel, is that yeah. weird to say out loud? I feel like this is a therapy session for me, by the way, Jesse. So thank you. <laughs> coaching, coaching. It's like live coaching. Yeah, no, I think that absolutely makes sense. And, you know, when, even when you're in teletherapy and you're, trying to make a schedule anyway, like you're going to have, like when you're not thrown into it in the middle of a pandemic, but when it's just like start of a school year or start of your teletherapy business, you're going to have times that you have available that aren't going to work for some people. And so there's always that kind of like game of how are we going to figure out like when I can come on and when you can sign in and can we make it match? And, and so now it's just like a little bit harder you know, because the family, like our families, like you said, some of them have different times that work now, or they're trying to figure out their own homeschooling and their own work life. And so I think it's, it's okay for us, you know, as, as SLPs, uh, we, we tend to be a little bit of perfectionist. <laughs> a little bit. And so we want everything to be like, we don't want to have to say no to anyone. I want everything to be great. We want to have the best session ever, every single time. And it's, you know, it's because we care so much and we know like how well we've all been trained and we know like how much we can offer. And then there's also that like, you know, in grad school, it's kind of drilled into us to like do the best, be the best. Like, so it, you know, kind of follows us into our career. And now we're in this place where we can't always offer that, but we can offer something and we can do our best to get our times to match. And, and if they don't, we know it's not forever. And we know that eventually like we'll be, we'll be able to pick it back up or there's, you know, we can always offer the parents something like, well, if we can't meet, here's what, you know, we can have you work on until we can meet again, that type of stuff. Like a, like a carryover, like focus on the home exercise strategies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, there's still things we can do and it might not be ideal, but at least we know like, we can do something and something is better than nothing. Yeah. Okay. So I have one family, I think I, might, I mentioned it last week when I was on with Carrie that like, I ethically can't treat right now. Like the child, like I specialize in feeding and swallowing disorders and the child is so impaired and already has a G tube. Like ethically, I, I can't be there through this tiny little camera to like flip and compress. Like, I mean, you know, we, we're, silent aspirator I at baseline right so we've got our very limited strategies so my carryover strategy was and and folks I did follow up with the physician and have a 45 minute phone conversation with the doctor which was amazing like that the pediatrician gave me 45 minutes of his time um and that my children didn't like murder each other in the process so come on <laughs> 
but it was simply this focus on the G tube, the quantity through the G tube, give trace amounts of quality, like in the sense of like oral pleasure feeding, oral stimulation. And then if you see a change, immediately call your physician. And if you need services, the only clinic in town that's open is attached to the children's hospital, which is horrifying to go there because it's attached to the big people hospital, hospital, right? But like, that's all I could do. But like, that's what was within my moral compass and ethics. And that was really hard to let it go. And then the mom was like, well, can't we just do a telephone conference? And I was like, I don't feel it's appropriate for me to touch base with you about like changes in status when I can't physically get there. So let's put this on hold. But like for, um, for some of my kiddos that just simply don't have internet access, like I would, my words of advice was just read with them and have them pick out core vocab and like access the core vocab on their, um, sorry, it's a coaster, but it's like my little, <laughs> I talk with my hands, <laughs> but like have them like access the core vocab on their AAC device, right? Also, I love this. It's the Benjamin Franklin quote. So like that's super nerdy. <laughs> but like, that's, yeah. Of course, it's not going to feel, you know, to us like it's enough, but it's what we can do. And, you know, and then there are, you know, there's a lot of people that have just, their caseloads are so huge that they were seeing kids in groups and now they're trying to figure out how that even works. And so it's kind of that, I don't want to say balance in like a good way, but it's that game of like, almost like a seesaw of trying to figure out like, okay, what works for the families? Do the families even want anything right now? Like, can they get services or are they feeling like too overwhelmed for it? And then how do we figure out like who we can actually be? And so it is a lot and we just have to do what we can and know that like, at least we're trying something and we're not giving up completely. Or if we decide it's just too much and it's not going to work, then we know that we've made that like a solid decision too. I, I like that you said giving the families permission to say it's too much because that's something that I didn't take into account when I first started trying to schedule my patients was that some families didn't want to do this right now. It, it honestly, it didn't dawn on me. Like I have one family that's got like, there's a lot of siblings and I can't figure out how they're all related because there's, there's a, there's a fair few there, right? Um, from a couple different marriages. And then I think that they are also helping a family member. There's a lot, right? And so I just assumed they would want to continue services. And the family was like, we can't do it right now because there's too much chaos in the background. But it, it threw me that they didn't want services for their medically involved child. Cause I would have thought otherwise, but I have to respect that family schedule in the sense that they probably have total chaos and I don't know if they have enough beds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to, yeah, to like remember that because we're so, you know, we're, we get like so focused and so trained on like that we can help and it's like, okay, well, we found a way that we can help. So let's do it. And then we have to remember like, oh yeah, everyone is going through a pandemic right now. Like, (laughs) even the people, you know, like, it's like, oh yeah, like I am not working, but so are, you know, I'm like, or I'm at home working, but so are other people like, oh yeah. So they may not be able, they may have to be working all day and not have childcare and not be able to like get their students signed on. Or maybe, you know, I've heard a lot of people getting frustrated and stressed because their students do sign on, but they're like not in a really great room or their parent ends up like leaving and they really want the parent to stay with the, you know, the like child, but it's, you know, it might be that they need a break from, from watching their kid all day, but it could also be that maybe they have to go to work and we don't know that like they have to go and and check in at work, not a great time. So yeah, there's so many things that are really frustrating because they're not ideal, but that we almost have to just, maybe say, okay, this is what we can do now. And it won't be this way forever. Hopefully, <laughs> right? Hopefully it won't be this way forever. 
Yeah. Now I'm eating my way through my pantry. So will like definitely work here and it'll only get better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So I have I have attempted to make my schedule and it's a pre it was a really great schedule that worked for five weeks. Five weeks, my schedule held tight. Every morning we would wake up, we would homeschool in the morning, which is us saying the flag in English and Mandarin because they're at a Mandarin immersion class. Wow. Right? My kids are brilliant. That's all dad. <laughs> but like, and then we would do like our quick little Bible study and then roll into PE with Joe because PE with Joe is helping mommy offset the carbs that I'm eating by the mid-afternoon, right? And it's wonderful. And then we would do our homeschool and then we would have our three sessions, but then they announced school is extending for an additional six weeks and I had a breakdown and cracked. Last Wednesday, I cracked. I mean, I sobbed probably until well, I went to bed and we woke up the next morning and the boys were like, are you all done crying now, mommy? And I was like, yes, because I had nothing left in my soul because that's honestly where I was because I hate admitting that I can't do it all. And ever since then, my schedule has been off kilter. Like I haven't been motivated to do PE with Joe, which I love, but I haven't been motivated. And I have seen my patients, but like, I felt like this week I was giving three quarters of myself as opposed to the full Michelle. So what tips do you have for helping SLPs that have fallen in the rut that need to get back on track with their start end times of their schedules and adhering to it? What strategies do we have? You know, it's, it's good you bring that up because I've actually heard this from a few people that it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's either like you said, like everything was good. And then there was just that announcement or something that made it seem like, okay, we were great. But now like six more weeks, like the hope is gone. Yeah. yeah. So like you held on to hope and that kept you going. And then it was like, okay, now it's done. Or there's people they died. That, like, I died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like every week it just got to be a little bit, you know, more and more and more where they got to the point that it was just like, I can't believe this is what we're doing and I don't know how to do it. And so I've, I've heard and seen a lot of people kind of bringing this up around this time. Like it's kind of, I feel like gotten to that point for everybody. So one thing to, to kind of do, and it comes in waves. Like I had really good weeks and then my like week that seemed off was last week. This week seems better. So I think it's, it comes in waves. So we have to remember that like, it's again that like, it's not going to be this way forever. Even when we're having that really bad week or bad day, we can always restart or we can try and make that shift. And that's the harder part is trying to like realize that we can make a shift even with small things. So sometimes it's not, it's kind of checking in with ourselves that really helps. So we can check in and see how we're doing. And a lot of times, like you said, it's that everything was good and then there's something that happens and then everything is thrown off and you're like, nothing's really changed except for that announcement that now it's going to be this way. So it feels impossible yeah. and it's, it's seeing like, okay, what do I need? What am I feeling? Like, what do I need to be able to move forward or to make a change? Um, and knowing that it's okay to not be a hundred percent. I think that was one of the best tips that I ever got was like to check in, see how you're doing that day. If you start your day feeling like 50%, expecting yourself to be a hundred percent that day is only going to let you down. So I was like, that's amazing. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, but I never really thought about it. So um, one thing that I think helps is trying to find some time in your day, like, and it kind of helps with scheduling too, either morning or evening where you can take time for yourself to, if you need to work on something or you need to plan something, or you just need to like write down a few notes or just like have a, you know, in the morning, have a cup of coffee by yourself or have a glass of wine or probably maybe not in the morning. Have some water. <laughs> but you know, something where you're just checking in, you have a moment to yourself to just see like, okay, in all of this chaos, how am I actually doing today? 
what do I need to keep going with this tomorrow? Or what do I need to make tomorrow a little bit easier? And I think it's really easy for us to not do that, to just not do it, to kind of just keep going, 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 going. And a lot of, you know, burnout is that you just keep going, 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 going until you can't go anymore. It's like a flame that just keeps building and building and building brighter and brighter. And the only thing that it can do is burnout, right? Like it can't Mm -hmm. keep going. Yeah. That's my dad has a line. He always tells me, he goes, baby girl, you're a lightning rod, but you're burning at both ends. And I mean, he's, he's not wrong, (laughs) but like that was my Wednesday was I was burnt and, and I needed a good cry. And then on Thursday, when the boys realized they weren't going back, they both needed a good cry. Also, whenever that happens, I watch Milano because my grandmother, whose bedroom furniture is surrounding me, she raised me. And so when she passed it, Anyways, Moana, the grandma in Moana makes me think of my grandma. So I watch Moana, we all cry, everybody's happy. And then I made a list, my list. I like a list. And that I realized on Thursday, I had not made a cohesive list like I normally do. And so when I sat down with it and instinctively, once it was written, I was like, okay, I need to do everything tomorrow. And then on Friday, just like you said, I woke up, I was like 50%. And by like the middle of the afternoon on Friday in between my sessions, and then I had a little one have a seizure on camera. And so it was like a whole thing. And like, yeah. And so like I was, I, I did not get done everything I wanted and I had to let it go. But somehow that made this week better because I had a list to start the week. And I was like, I'm going to do one thing each day. If I can accomplish just the one thing. And they were much smaller goals than what I'm used to. Because I'm used to being able to take the kids to school, see a couple patients and knock out half a to-do list. But that helped. That helped. But I have not been checking in with myself, like you said. So I need to start doing that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like your, your list. And so I like... I like to call to-do lists must-do lists because I like, I like to, when I make a to-do list, I just like, I mean, I will take up like a whole page and just like keep writing. And then it's like, there's no timeline. There's no, is this going to be done? It's just like a lot of things. And then I'm like, well, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Right? Like this is not, when is this even? So I like to think of it as like a must-do, like pick for the week, one big thing. Like when I worked in the schools, it was like, you know, okay, there's going to be an IEP coming up. Like I need to get the IEP done. Yeah, so it's like, that's, that's yeah. important. Like I will get this. This is my goal this week is to get this done. And then it's like, okay, so each day, my smaller goals, maybe I have three things I'm going to do. And now it might be less. You might have like one thing you're going to do because like you said, it's smaller goals than before because there's so much more going on and we don't have as much time, but something that will help you get through the day and then support that bigger goal. So it just kind of like, like you said, making that list can help you know what's coming up and know where you're heading this week and what you're going to be working on. So you don't feel stuck or you don't feel overwhelmed by everything being in your head and not knowing, you know, knowing what it is in your head, but not also having that other place that it can live where it's not taking up all the space in your head. Yes. Yes. Getting it out of my head. Yes. Cause that's the stuff that keeps me up at night. Um, my big accomplishment for the weekend, ladies and gents, I will totally admit it. I finally organized our taxes for 2019 and and like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was not the kindest person when I was looking at all the numbers and I was definitely raw, but like by the end of it, when we went to the UPS store and shipped it all, the boys were like, you're smiling again. And I was like, yeah, do what I just did. Okay. All right. So I have to show you my room because my next question, this, this is my, this is my chaos right now. This is my working office space. And I am totally embarrassed to admit at all of the boxes that are sitting on the floor and the giant arts and crafts. But this is what I, this is how I'm functioning. And I never know from this side. I oh. had no idea. Yeah, oh yeah, but I had, to, I mean, there's like, you can't even see the closet. And like, I just, 
close the little doors and then there's like all of my things that can be glued and knit well the knitting's over there I like to stab things that don't <laughs> so like knitting but I have to imagine blinders right here so that it doesn't stress me out so what are your tips to help me create a home office yeah so the first thing is uh, well, we actually just did this too. My husband is now, he is an engineering instructor for his, uh, for his company. Um, and the headquarters is closed through May. So, but they still have to hold trainings, um, for, because the, the engineers they have like go their field service engineers that go and work on things in hospitals, like x-ray, MRI, CT. So we need those machines running. Can we just say that we're two SLPs who married engineers that work in like biomed, like, <laughs> But yeah, so like, so like you said, it's important and we really need these things right now. So he had to create um, an office space at home, somewhere quiet. So he converted a space in our garage to make it into an office. And it's like a little, it's like a tool room in the garage, but now it's, it's an office. Um, so if you have space like that or a spot in your basement, like you, if you don't have a place for an office, you can kind of play around with, you know, other areas. And then if you're lucky enough to just have an office, then you're super lucky and you can just shut the door and just make sure that behind you, there's nothing that students or clients should, shouldn't see, right? <laughs> but that's great. It's not like you, you have pictures and crafts. It's not like anything where you're like, oh, that's not allowed. <laughs> um, but it could be, you could have any room though. Um, and like you said, you know, what you see is chaos, but what they see is nothing. So just remember that like, no one knows where you are. You could have stuff around you, but no one else has to know. But for your own eyes, if it's getting you stressed, seeing things in front, you could, you know, organize as much as we can with time if you have it, but who has time right now? So, um, you know, having things around you that you like to see, if there's like plants or pictures or things that are gonna make you, you know, a little bit happier to, to see those out of the corner of your eye, that's always nice. My first office, um, we moved, I, I did teletherapy for a year and then we moved. And in our old house, I had no office, space. Uh, but I had a tiny, tiny nook that was not even big enough for a desk. It was big enough for an end table in my laundry room that had a window. <laughs> so that was my office. It was this tiny, I mean, like tiny little nook. Um, but it had a, I had a full size window, but behind me was a washer and dryer. So I just, I stacked books on the shelves and made it look like it was a bookshelf. Um, and only one student ever asked me, are you in a laundry room? And I just said, yeah, I am. He was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, but I always, I liked the color paint in my room. I had a couple things on the walls that I could see, you know, and, and my friends would be like, are you really going to do your work in that small, you know, like two by two space, <laughs> but it worked. So having things around you that you you know, even if it's chaos out there, as long as what's behind you is good, and then what you see, you can make somewhat appealing, whether it's, you know, playing around with the, the color or the lighting or putting a picture or a plant or something that's going to catch your eye rather than the other things. But also know, like, you can also play around with things if you want. Like, I had a therapist, and, and I actually do it now, like, that would keep a yoga mat rolled up right next to, or like rolled out, on the floor next to her desk. So in between sessions, she could just like hop onto that and stretch a little and then come back. And no one had to know that that was there. Like I have one right now on the floor next to me, but no one knows. I have a baby crib on the other side, but no one knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to, I have to say that's one of the things when we did the boot camp. Um, the whimsical SLP, her name just went out of my head, but I really, really liked her. Yes, she's wonderful. So everybody check her out, the whimsical SLP. She said, be prepared to stretch during sessions because you're going to get stiff. And mm -hmm. I didn't. I was like, cool, why would you get stiff? 
but like that's because I perpetually go. So sitting still for two to three sessions back to back, when I stand up, my hips crack and it's confirmation that I'm old. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's moving. Um, one of the tips that I saw that I thought was really, really cool. I have a dear friend who works in the upstate South Carolina um, and she took green post-it notes and put green post-it notes in a rectangle behind her to give herself a green screen. And oh, I was like, cool. she showed me this picture of her doing all these post-it notes. Well, she didn't show me. I mean, it was on like Facebook land, right? And I'm like, what the hey is that girl doing? She has lost her mind. And then when Cam was doing this training last week and he was like, yeah, you can find a way to like make a green screen, hang like a big green shirt or a big green sheet. And I was like, oh my God, she just used green post-its notes to make. So cool. That I thought that was brilliant. I mean, I'm, it took me a really long time to thumbtack all of those up there and I'm really not going to undo that to put up green dots, but I, this is a good idea. If it continues for, you know, the rest of my life, maybe I'll swap out for like green polka dots. But um, I thought that was really, really smart. And one of the other, um, one of the other strategies that I have seen used is um, putting resources in your line of sight and out of theirs. Mm -hmm. So like that, and because this is all new to me, like I didn't come to this knowing how to do teletherapy. So like, it's so true. So yeah, have anything that you're going to need to grab that's not like a digital, you know, that's like just already open on your computer that they yeah. can't see. Anything you need to grab, you can have and no one has to, to see it. But you can also have things like snacks and like water or coffee just like right there, you know, right? Yeah. Have it and, and you could like have, I mean, if you know you're going to be stuck for a while and you know like, okay, you've got three back-to-back, -back, a quick break, and then you've got more back-to-back -back sessions and you're like going to need something to drink or a little snack in between, you can have it just like, you know, you can have like a stockpile of snacks and, and water bottles and things that no one has to see on your desk. Um, where, you know, if you were face-to-face -face and you came in with like a bag of snacks, it wouldn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice. You can hide things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one, one thing for creating my office space that I have really enjoyed being at home and unforeseen positive out of all of this is because I do feeding therapy. I'm always trying to talk about um, the evolution of taste, right? We get sweet, salt, sour, bitter, umami in that order, and then we lose them in reverse, which is just fascinating to me, unless your cortical structures are atypical. And then you might not have some of the, the base ones. You may only have like the more advanced flavors, which is very counterintuitive, but just how little ones that are neurotypical can be hardwired. I have my pantry like literally right there. So when I'm going through and I'm trying to explain umami to the kids, I'm like, oh, and then I grab my laptop up and I'm like going through my spice rack and like, I love to cook and bake. So there's a lot. And that has been just the greatest. Um, can you recommend um, my sound is sharp? Somebody says my sound is sharp. Is that better? I turned my gain down, I think. Um, somebody said my sound was sharp. I think right. it sounds good to me. Okay, well, I turned my game down. Um, that's a good thing. Cool. All right, I turned it down. Deborah, thank you. And I turned down my game. Yes, I have my giant mic. This is the podcasting one. <laughs> yeah, that's that thing. But the spice rack has been just absolutely a delightful assistance. So office space for me, it's there. Um, okay, so we have we have more questions to get to. Um, all right. This one, how do we transition between one and two? Um, uh oh, somebody just said your sound was good. Oh, oh, can I recommend a mic for sharper noise? I'm so sorry, I misread the thing. Um, this is my microphone, it's called Blue. I don't really know, the lovely Chad who's producing tonight um, sent me this microphone when we started first by like 100 episodes ago, <laughs> so but um, here it is. I will zoom it in. Um, it's a very giant micro. It's, it was kind of expensive, but um, honestly, this gets really, really good audio quality. Um, you do have to watch the gain. That's why when you said you were concerned about the background noise, um, and I don't have micro, I don't have my earbuds in, honestly, because they got in a knot. Um, 
the seven-year-old wanted to help set up mommy's lecture. So he plugged everything in. <laughs> and I didn't have time to untangle the knots. <laughs> that works. Boy, <laughs> my problems, but he helped. Okay. All right. So that's perfect segue to the next question. Next question. How do you transition from office work to home life? Because um, the boys want to be involved in mommy's office work now because they, to be fair, they have thought that they were honorary SLPs for their lifetime because one of them has been in therapy for like three of his five years and the other one has just been around mommy talking all things SLP to the point that he even gives insight on the consistency of poos when parents send me pictures, hold look over my shoulder. He's like, that's the wrong color. That's not the right shape. They need a second opinion. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but how do I transition? How do I turn off from one and go into the other without feeling like a failure in both? It is so hard. It is so hard. And it does go with creating your schedule. So there's a few things here. So one thing is like, if you're, if you're trying to create your schedule, but you're also trying to transition into work for the day, yeah. give yourself a buffer. A lot of times it's, you know, we don't have a commute anymore. We're just walking into like down to our basement, up to our office, over to the corner in the dining room, wherever it may be. So it's really like, we can kind of feel like, okay, if my first person is logging in at nine, that's when work starts at nine. Um, but we want to give ourselves some time to get some time to get settled. So having that little bit, like maybe 15 minutes of time just to not only log in and make sure everything's working and your computer is not doing an update or something, because that happens, but make sure, <laughs> every time, but make sure that like, you know, you're in your seat, you're again, checking in with yourself, seeing how you're doing, like, okay, do I have everything I need? It can kind of just get you in that headspace of like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm the SLP now, like I'm in SLP mode. And then at the end of the day, having a little bit of buffer at like, again, maybe 15 minutes where you can wrap up. Like if you have any paperwork or any, you know, notes you want to just like write down really quick, like your must do list for tomorrow, or if you need to plan or prep and, you know, just having that little bit of time, like already in your schedule where you're saying, okay, yes, I'm finished at, you know, my last session is at 2.30, but I'm going to take 15 minutes after to just have that. We kind of forget to do that sometimes when we're at home. We think like, okay, they're done, I'm done. But then on top of that, like having a true transition or like a routine or even like, I hesitate to use the word ritual, but kind of like a little ritual you do. Like something that signals to your brain, like not only is everyone logged out, but I am done. Like I am finished for the day. Because a lot of times, like, our body knows we're done. Like, we get up and we move out of the office. But our brain is still like, what about that note? And, ooh, maybe tomorrow we could work on this. And, oh, and this person signs in and I need to do this with my, we're still, like, we're still going. So if we have something that, like, signals to us, like, oh, yeah, this is my end of the day thing, then yeah. it kind of gets your brain to be like, oh, okay, this is my end of the day thing. So that means, like, I'm done with that. Now I can move on to home stuff. And then it helps you be more present when you're at home. So you're not like trying to talk to your kids, but then thinking about other stuff. So then you're just like super frustrated with yourself for both. Uh-huh. Right? I, you're I, like, have, <laughs> I have gotten in the habit of reminding myself I need to be present here. Yeah. Like, like a little mantra in my head, like, okay, this is like this is this is my recording studio. That's how I view this is this is my studio. Like so when mommy sits here, I am present here, right? And I love how I say that while my daddy texts me. I haven't heard from you. Are you okay? Cuz like my daddy and I are really close and like, you know, emails pop in and I'm like, shh, but but like I'm really telling myself I'm present here has really helped. And I'm sure you're in the same boat. Like, well, when my husband goes to work, he's, he's out the door. Like he goes out the door at seven in the morning and he came home early tonight because of this, but it was like, there was a crisis at work. So his early was at 4.58. I heard his car pull up and I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but like, but when he comes in, um, 
I normally kind of run out the door. <laughs> like I'm done with sessions, but I don't feel that I have personally turned off my professional mode until I have physically left my home to go for a walk. Or if it's raining and wet, I pop in the shower. But like I have to, I have to breathe before I can be present in the next shift. And that is like, that is so perfect too. Like, and that's exactly it. Like doing something like going for a walk. And that's a really good one. Like, I love that one because you are getting to leave your house. So it's like you're leaving your office and then coming back home. So it gives you that space. But, you know, sometimes, like you said, it rains or there are people right now where, you know, they can't get out and walk in their neighborhood. It's just not, not it's safe. You know, they may not have the space. So yeah, like maybe stretching a little bit before you leave your office or even just like... I'm sorry, I just envisioned you stretching in the laundry closet and it was just like, I was like, oh, yeah. It's a little bit bigger now. This is not huge. It's still got nooks and like the like dormer slanted ceiling, but it's, it's not a laundry room. But yeah, that would be fun. Um, but like, you know, if you make a cup of tea and go sit and read a book or something or, or, um. Like if you really love music, putting on like your favorite album and listening to a song or something where it's just like you have that like moment of like, okay, this is for me and now I can move on and like not, not be working anymore. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, if you have a lot, there's going to be that overwhelm still happening, but it can at least like turn down that noise a little bit so you can focus on the other. Okay. So we just, we just had a um, question come through, but one of the things that I have noticed for my children is that my kids need to reset. Does that like, I need to reset and I do that by getting out. Right. But my own children, because we, um, we have focused on very much working on addressing the emotional intelligence of our kids, because that was something that was poured into me. Mm -hmm. And I have given birth to two very old souls. So I try to like, focus on this, right? Um, they need to reset. So when we're done for the day, like they need to get outside and play in the yard. They need to, um, my seven-year-old's teachers turned him on to Shakira, um, because they have like the Shakira FIFA world soccer Africa song or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So they rock out to, she, cause I have the best father-in-law in the world. He made a Shakira album between that and the Zootopia songs. <laughs> so like, Dear God, you can hear him blasting it and he's belting it up in his bedroom. Go, good for him. So, but I did not take that into account when I was creating my schedule that my own children would need a preset, um, like a way to make themselves present in schoolwork and when they need a break. But one of the questions that came through is, um, uh, how do we, um, it was from a, an anonymous person. Do you have any great ideas for keeping my kids busy when I have sessions and I don't have daycare? Um, it depends on your, the age of your kiddos. Um, uh, one of the strategies that I have done is when I know it's nearing snack time, <laughs> don't judge. When I know it's nearing snack time, I, before my husband got me a room divider upstairs because I'm panicked about my kids choking because I do feeding therapy, I would line the chairs up separating the kitchen from the living room and put non-chokeable snacks on the outside of the chairs. So that way they could go through and pick out which snack that they wanted. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There's been a lot of Disney plus and Phineas and Ferb. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I can, I can hear Candace in the closing part of Phineas and Ferb saying, mom, they're making a, whatever the intro song is. And I'm like, yeah. But, um, so yeah, no shame. Netflix and Disney plus are rearing my kids right now, but story bots is science the same way that like chocolate chips are made from a cocoa bean. They're basically salad. So there's that. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We have used, and, and we're, we try to be mindful of screen time because we know that right now there's just going to be a lot more of it. Yes. With I mean, then at school, there is no screen. So 
preschool. So we know right now that no matter what there's going to be, we try to balance it out with outside time as much as we can for our own kid. But like you said, sometimes we try and pick like, okay, what could possibly be benefit? Like what could they maybe learn? So there's like, we do a lot of PBS because we're like, well, PBS kids, at least we know mm -hmm. there's, you know, there, there's more educational quality to it or, um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is another one like on Disney Plus because we know like there's, you know, they're going to count stuff. They're going to talk about shapes, colors and, yeah. um, but it's like, you know, and then sometimes it's just a movie when it's like, I need to work for a long time. Go yeah. Watch the movie. Um, yeah, but I've had to do a, a few sessions and meetings where it's like baby in the swing and you hope nobody asks what that like weird, like whirring noises with the swing going. And then the three-year-old with a bunch of dry erase markers and a huge dry erase board, just like going to town, uh -huh. but like, you know, on the floor out where no one can see. <laughs> yeah. Um, Legos, if your children are old enough for Legos, I do not allow the Lego table into the living room that stays up in the bedroom. But when I have three sessions in a row, I will bring the Lego table downstairs and put it in the living room. And that's been a really great tool to keep them in engaged in cosmic kids yoga. Um, it's on YouTube and for the most part, they're not super busy and I, you do yoga have you heard have you seen she's australian i've done that one because i wanted to see what it was one time and um it, my my daughter she thinks it's cool even if she doesn't follow along she likes that they're telling a story and yeah. sometimes it's you know it's um a, like it's to a movie that she's watched or a yeah. book she's reading. you know it's like when they do frozen and they're doing it with yoga that one i think she just wanted to watch because she was like wow i know the story <laughs> But it's, yeah, that one is, it's wonderful because they're, you know, it's like engaging their mind, even though it is a screen, you know. Yes, and, and it gets them moving. Um, and um, uh, there's, it's all the way over there. Um, one of the arts and craft activities that really keeps my kids' attention, it's a sketching board. So it's got like either a solid color underneath or like a metallic color underneath, but it's got like a black film on it and then you just get to sketch off and it shows the colors under um like they pop up so oh, yeah, yeah um, have, those are really cool yep so that's coloring yes <laughs> reverse coloring yes um hold on um oh we had another question coming what was the yoga site cosmic kids yoga it's an australian lady um and that's, um, honestly, I learned that from um, a PT friend of mine, um, Sandy, who, um, Dr. Sandy B, you can find her on Instagram. Um, she's amazing. Her and I used to work together years ago, and um, she is in the northwest part of California now. Um, but that's, that's, a, that's a really, really good one. Okay. All right. So I'm trying to be respectful of our time, and we had a couple more questions that we wanted to get to. Um, okay. So we're almost done and I will have to switch out of Q and A mode because like inevitably, like I'm still going to be like racking my brain of all the ones that I wanted to ask you. Also, will you come on first bite? Can I sweet talk you into doing a first bite one? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. But, um, I, we, I mean, I'm going to go upstairs and it's going to be wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Mom, Friday night. Let's do all the fun things. Um, and I'm better this week than I was last week. But like you said, it's a week to week basis and some people are worse off this week than they were last week. So what are your survival tips to keep our sanity? Cause yeah. So there's always, it always goes back to checking in with what you need. Um, and kind of at first it may be weird. You may not be used to doing that or may not really know what you need. Cause we do tend to just go, go, go. And it's easier to go, go, go when you're not at home all the time. And and you kind of, you know, are actually going places. Um, but one thing to do that can be helpful to see what you need is like to know if you are more extroverted or more introverted. Like if you're extroverted, you know, you get your energy and you're kind of like um, where you feel really good is from being able to socialize and be around people. If you're introverted, it's that you need time to regroup and re-energize by being alone or being, you know, by yourself. And so 
it's almost impossible to do either one of those things right now because for a lot of us or, or you know we're home with like we said we're home with kids and family and if you're extroverted it's like you are around people but you're at home so it's not the same as like going out and doing something you mean you talk about Pokemon as opposed to talking about like you know Heil original excursion right. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're and it's like and, and yes you are around people but they're like they're little they're your they're your kids and your family it's not the same and it's the same people every day <laughs> and then right <laughs> you're just like oh my gosh but then if you're introverted it's like you get to be at home finally you just get to be at home but you're not alone so it's like oh I, great I get to stay at home which is what I want but there are people here in my space <laughs> all day yeah all day. So it's important to know, to check in and see what you need. Find ways if you need to connect with other people just to feel like a human again and to feel like an adult and to feel like a person that's not just an SLP or just a mom or just whatever you feel like in that moment. If you, you know, if you're out walking and your neighbors are, you know, of course, practice social distancing, but wave to a neighbor, you know, a quick hello, how are you? Um, do the happy hour or like events on zoom like i love that there are so many of these people either just connecting or there's like been some slp type events where you can you know connect with others and i just think that's so wonderful because then you feel like you're there you're doing something fun um or just connecting with friends and family through like we did a virtual pizza party with our neighbors across the street because we bought them a pizza left it in their driveway and texted them and said let's find a night to cook these and we'll do Zoom. And because we usually do dinner once a month and you know we couldn't. So and it was really weird but fun. But then if you need time alone, find a spot where you can do that, you know, like where you can stay to maybe your your husband or your wife or your partner, whoever it is, just I need 10 minutes to go do something else by myself. And then I'll be a better human when I'm done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> And that's okay. It's okay to feel that way. I am, I am an extrovert introvert. I love being out until I'm done. And then God help me when I'm done because the next person yeah. to me, and my Irish is going to show and I'll snap, but it's like, and then, and then yep. I, yep. I still relate to that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so it's, it's figuring out what you need and that can just help you so much right now. Um, and it is okay and it's hard, but it is okay to say, I need time for myself right now. Like I just need a few minutes and then know that like someone may come to you and say, Hey, I need a few minutes right now. And you say, okay, like go take it and I'll do this. And it's not always going to be easy, but it's something that we can do. Um, one of, one of the SLPs that I know who also has like a styling blog as well. Um, she lives alone. She's a single woman. And she was like, I feel very alone. But what she started doing, she's fostering puppies. Um, and so I thought that was fantastic. And another SLP friend that I have, um, her and her husband, they've been married a long time, but they didn't want children. And so she was feeling lonely going home. And so she fosters kittens. And she just got like a slew of four little kittens. And she named them all with the beginning names of M's. And I thought, that's... Um, um, <laughs> Oh, my sweet friend, Monica. We just had another question coming in. Monica, I love you dearly. Um, she says she's feeling much better about what you've been doing so far. Um, please give more of this over the next few weeks. Yes, we have um, We we have several different... Um, first off, Monica, I am terrible at getting back in messages. So, love you and I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> forgive me. But um, uh, that's... That's kind of what we're going to do. Every Friday night at five, we're covering a different topic because this is, we are all in need of this, right? And Jesse's been doing teletherapy for a minute, like what, two years now, I think? Uh, I started in 2016. Yeah. So I've, so. Been, I've been in some form, like sometimes it's behind the scenes, managing, um, marketing, actual teletherapy so I've been in like all the aspects of it but yes it's 2016 it feels like yesterday but it's been yeah it's been um my daughter will be four in June and it was three months after she was born I started in teletherapy wow which wow. was 
weird to jump into something new with a newborn. Like that was, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but I mean, I'm glad I did it, but I don't know why I did it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're SLPs, man. We just like, we just jump. That's, that's what we do. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, but that's, so that's what we're here for. Every Friday night, we're going to troubleshoot a new topic. So, so far we've covered how to use Zoom. We've covered, um, which is great because I managed to turn myself into an avocado on a green screen, but somehow my face blended in with the pit. So like, I still actually look like an avocado, which <laughs> was like the greatest thing ever. And I was like, it's not supposed to do that, but we had a positive reaction. So go team. Um, we covered um, tips last week with Carrie on like what to do with like a super wiggly kid and Jesse, thank you for coming on and talking about like stress management and how, what, what to do with all of this, um, which I'm just pretending isn't here right now until I do have my little barrier wall up. Okay. How can folks read more from you? And I know you had a really good article in the ASHA leader, right? That, I, that was you that wrote that this, about being stressed and burnout in the ASHA leader, right? Yeah, so I've had a few um, that I've written for Asha Leader. Um, had one that I co-wrote with someone about teletherapy that came out like a, maybe like a month ago or maybe right before everything. I can't remember if it was right after or right before all of this happened. Um, it's one big blur. <laughs> it's, all just, it's all a blur. But yes, in the past, I've had other ones about like what to do about the things that stress you out, like, but you can't change them, um, which is, you know, right now. Um, and then how to, what to do about burnout if you feel like you might be burnout or just chronically stressed. And then I, I think there's another one coming out this month um, related to what we talked about today, like how to work from home when you're in a pandemic, like when you have everything else going on. Um, so there are resources there. And then I have on my site, jessieandrix.com, um, I have a few webinars and I have a course that will come out this summer, SLP stress management. Um, so diving like really deep into all of this. Um, but I have the, uh, SLP stress management podcast as well. And I'm on Instagram and then at my site, if you join the newsletter, you get access to, um, like a resource library full of like meditations and movement audio, um, and little like must do templates and, and things that you can download to help yourself however you can with all of this, with all the stress that we already felt. And now it's just like on a different level. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Beautiful. Well, um, I do, I, I follow you on Instagram cause I'm like tagging you like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, um, everybody that's out, thank y'all so much for, um, um, being here tonight, um, I know um, First Bite on Tuesday, uh, we're covering the fascination of fees and why we should utilize um, fees as it is another option for a gold standard for evaling infants um, and not so big toddlers, but the tinier ones um, for uh, PO trials. Um, we have, it's being hosted by the lovely Vince Clark. And then next Friday, we have Carrie Clark coming back on and we're gonna talk about AAC. Um, so um, that will be uh, Talking Teletherapy. Oh, and it's finally up. Talking Teletherapy is finally up on iTunes. So it should hit Stitcher and Spotify, um, I think later this week, because there's like a lag time when you add a new one. Um, and then later on in May, Marisha Metz, um, it used to be McGordy, but now it's Marisha Metz with SLP Now. Uh, she's going to host a couple. So this isn't just me. So, um, oh, I just got a message from our producer. It's already everywhere. So it's on Stitcher, Spotify, and all the places. So um, uh, go check it out. Make sure that you subscribe. Leave us a review. Um, uh, you can compliment my beautiful um, pictogram in the back if you like. But, uh, Jesse, thank you. Go hug your tiny humans. And um, we will, we, I, I can't wait for you to come on First Bite too. So thank you. Thank you all so much. All right, bye, y'all. Hey, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Talk and Teletherapy. SpeechTherapyPD.com is running a promo right now. So if you're interested in a pod course subscription to one of our fabulous lineup of podcasts, be sure to plug in our promo code TALKING20 
for $20 off a pod course membership. Thanks again for joining us for Talking Teletherapy. Please visit our website, speechtherapypd.com backslash teletherapy for information about upcoming episodes and webinars. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Thanks again for joining us for Talking Teletherapy. And be sure to check me out at uh, First Bite Fed Fun Functional, a speech therapy podcast sponsored by speechtherapypd.com that's also eligible for 0.1 ASHA CEUs. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye.